Hello, Hunters, and welcome back to the Ultimate Fictional Character Podcast. I'm Matt Oscado, joined as always by my amazing co-host, the superfan, Christian Humes. You know, this is the Ultimate Fictional Character Podcast, but today is the Ultimate Fanboy Character Podcast. That's right. That's right. We got something kind of special for you guys there. today. Yeah. Today we are going to do, we have chosen eight, eight characters who have distinguished themselves in their universes as big fanboys of something. Fanboys, fangirls of something. Um, so we are going to pit them against each other to see who is the ultimate fanboy or fan person in, in, of all time. And this is it. This is definitive. This is the winner will be the ultimate fictional fanboy. Well, and so what's interesting about this is each one of these characters kind of has a different take on fanboyism. Yeah. You know, some of them are your classic obsessed with a superhero. Others, it is more of a paparazzi sitch. Yeah. And some have taken their obsession uh, to mimicry or to um, a toxic fandom <laughs> in a way that we don't recommend. But that being said, you yeah. know, it, it's not me to decide um, who is doing fandom correctly. It is for us to decide that, Matt. That's why we're here. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, to, to the urban, the dictionary... The actual the Webster's Dictionary, excuse me, describes a fan in this form as a noun, a person interest in or admiration for a particular person or thing. Great. The more you know. The more you know. I thought that'd be fun. That, that is fun. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's uh fun and it's factitious. Yeah, man. Stay tuned for the next factitious, the ultimate factitious character podcast. Yeah. Coming up. It's gonna be uh the best characters who like to drop fun facts. We're going to do Cliff from Cheers. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to pick a couple um actually guys, and it'll be it'll be great. That'd be, yeah, I, I dig that. All right, so what do we have here? Let's what's who's our first two? Christian, that's a great question. Let's pull it up. We gotta get through this. We gotta get through this, man. Um, let's see. First up, we have. Let me pull my list. Colin Creevy from Harry Potter versus Nick Sheldon Cooper. From the Big Bang Theory, let's rock. So Colin Creevy's about... a... Go for it. Well, he's he's a weird one. Yeah. Right? Because he's not a main character. Right. He's kind of really just in, like, this one story. Uh, I'm sure they reference him where he shows up in other ones. But, um, like, this is really, like, his jam is I'm going to roll around real early in Harry Potter's career. Yeah. And just be obsessed with what is this, like, he's, like, an 11-year-old, 12-year-old at this point. Uh, I'm going to follow him around with... A camera. I mean, he's he's an elementary school paparazzi. Yeah, he's got he he's just super interested in the fact that Harry is the person who lived. He's the boy who lived. He you know he he discovered that Voldemort potentially returns. Is that public knowledge? I don't remember at the Sorcerer's Stone. I. Uh, yeah, no, I think I think like they didn't really tell people because they're building kinda... to him coming back yeah. in the fourth book. Correct. That was just okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I mean, some of that information I feel like in the the books and the movies, it's kind of different. Also, so yeah. that's why it's a little unclear to me. But um, it's not the first time Harry and others have said that Voldemort is coming back, but people haven't listened. It's just not until he actually returns. Yeah. That like people are like, no, seriously, he's coming back. And it's not until uh, they break into the Ministry of Magic that the Ministry of Magic's like, he's back. Right. Now, whereas, you know, outside of this story, he does other things, Colin, but he's just kind of another 
person at Hogwarts. His fanboyism kind of begins and ends here. After that, like his fandom continues for Harry, but he just becomes a part of his crew. Like he's there in the room of requirement when he's training. He fights in, you know, the Battle of Hogwarts, but he's yeah. not someone that you're focusing on. He's just another guy that Harry has befriended who has joined his team of righteousness. Yeah. That being said, he almost dies for, you know. He gets petrified. He, yeah, he gets petrified. Uh, and it's only only because of his fandom that he gets petrified because he was looking through the camera when he took the picture and that kept the basilisk stare from killing him because exactly. he wasn't looking at it directly. Yeah. Um, so Colin Creef is going up against a snake, one might say himself, Sheldon Cooper. Uh, <laughs> so I I will be the first of, of many to admit, I imagine, not the hugest fan of the Big Bang Theory. Personally, that being said, be remiss to not him include him on this list. Yeah. He's a big fanboy, and we have to acknowledge it. We do. Uh, also, specifically because he's a fanboy of things that are things that, I mean, we discuss here on the show. He's a fan. He's a huge fan of Doctor Who. He's a huge fan of Star Trek. He's a huge fan of Star Wars. He's DC. a huge fan of Marvel. Marvel. DC. Yeah. But also, interestingly, he's a fan of, like, Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's a fan of Bill Nye the Science Guy. He's a fan of, like... Like, basically, astrophysicists that are famous. And so he has, like, a zeal for those characters, I think, that makes him interesting. And I hate to say this. I really hate to say this. But if we're just talking pure fanboyism, there's more meat to chew on when it comes to Sheldon Cooper than there is with Colin Creevy. Colin Creevy is only embodied by his obsession for Harry. And he kind of takes it to this sort of invasive place. Christian Hughes, I cannot agree with you anymore. I 100% agree. You know, I think, unfortunately, <laughs> that is where it ends with Colin is with Harry. Like, that's it. That's it. Uh, Sheldon out outfans him in some, so many different avenues. It's really unfortunate. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's not my, you know, I'm not here to just pick my favorite character. I'm here to pick the most fanboy character. Uh, it's not Colin, especially because, like, let's be honest here. If you're going to say, like, who's the better fan, I'm definitely not going to tell you it's the guy who's rolling around as a paparazzi. Oh, 100%. Are they actually fans or are they actually out to do dirt, get dirt? It's, you know what I mean? It doesn't seem like, yeah, it doesn't seem. And if he's not, so, if the photos are personal for him, it's still just, like, invasive. Exactly. Yeah. You know? I think so. I think so. Yeah, go on. He's a peer. Like, Harry's only a year older than him. Just go talk to him like a person. Yeah, and and he, he does, you know, eventually. But, like, but I think that's it. That's it with him. Yeah. It ends there. So, believe it or not, but Sheldon Cooper from the Big Bang Theory is moving on to the next round. Uh, but he's going to have to go up against one of these two fellows. And Matt, why oh don't you introduce who is up next? Coming up next, guys, we have... Izuku Midoriya, the person who was such a big fan of All Might. He wanted to be a hero. He was quirkless. He he leapt into action after All Might had told him, after meeting his idol, that he couldn't be a hero. Deku leaps into action and shows hero qualities, which gives All Might realizes that he is the one who should be who should be the the, the person to bear his quirk uh, one for all. And now he is literally becoming his own All Might. He's like the He's taking this gift and making it his own. He's turning his fandom and his obsession into his strength uh, and even, like, adapting it into his own. Like, it's not – he's not – at this point, he's not even trying to just be All Might. He's trying to be 
the best hero uh, to surpass All Might. And in a way, that's 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 the that's the key right there. Is that you don't want to be your idol. You you he's gotten to the point where you want to surpass your idol. You know what I mean? Um, which I think is really cool. But he you, is going up against SpongeBob, going up against SpongeBob. SquarePants. Which th- this is the interesting thing about it is if Deku had not gotten the power, his fandom for All Might would be very much like what we see with SpongeBob. And SpongeBob has two obsessions. We actually almost made this a SpongeBob Patrick partnership because of uh, Merman and um, Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. Barnacle Boy. But you still got to do that costume with me, dude. Halloween next year. I'm telling you. You and me, dude. There was actually something I wanted to do this year. I actually had an idea for it. <laughs> but now I can't remember what it was. But I remember really liking it. Um, but I'm not I'm not against it. Uh, Sweet. But there's also a second person, which is Kevin the Sea Cucumber. That's right. Which, like, the way SpongeBob gets so heightened and excited is just like the way Deku does. So I feel like their fandom is very similar. And it's like this just like pure, like obsessed childish fanboyism it's like there's no toxicity to it there's no um invasiveness necessarily they just like they love these people yeah um now with deku the reason he loves all might is because he's a real hero and he's an inspiration spongebob loves these people for the same reason we love things right like he's just like a he's like a real fan um, he likes it's 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 what he looks forward to every week is that new episode. You know what I mean? He needs a new issue, that new comic book Wednesday. So then the He's question like is like, what do we think? Who who's the better fan? Is it the kid who uh, embodies the messages that the person he is a fan of, uh, you know, puts out, which is like what All Might did with Deku, or is it just someone who engages? with their content and like just wants to support them and be a part of their fandom because they're two very, although they act similarly, they have very different uh, motivations. It's very true, man. Um, That's a tough question for me. What I like about all Might and his fandom is that he, he, the fandom is literally him putting the power on you. You know what I mean? Like, like we can all be, you can be a hero. We can all be heroes. He is like the, he is the symbol of peace, and by being so, he gives everyone the strength to try and be a better person. Which is like it's, it, which is like if I were to look up to, if I was a big fan of like, uh, you know, like Barack Obama, and I wanted to like achieve that or something. You know what I mean? So yeah, it was very think... real. It's a very real fan, but like that you can achieve, right? Yeah. While Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy for SpongeBob and Kevin, it, it, it's he's he's trying to be someone else. Like SpongeBob's trying to be someone else. He's trying to be Kevin. He's trying to be Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. He's not trying to be like a better version of himself. He literally wants to be him, which is actually might be hurting my point. Oh my god, that might yeah, be see, a bigger fan thing. That's see, that's the thing. That's like that's that's. But also, so is so is Deku, right? Deku's also trying to be. I mean, he rushes in against that villain and he doesn't even have a power like he puts himself in harm's way which was like a dangerous thing to do uh which i mean had the story not turned out the way it does and he had had he not gotten powers like it just would have been an irresponsible thing it would have just been an incredibly irresponsible thing for a fan to go and do it's like this is why this is why people have to say don't try this at home is because of people like deku 
This is a tough one. They're very similar in their fandom. So I guess here's what I'll, I would say. Because um, one of these people is going to go up against Sheldon. And SpongeBob and Sheldon have a lot more in common in the way they exert their fandom and the type of fan they are. Whereas Deku and Sheldon are very different. Um, this decision shouldn't be based on that. But it's like, I guess we need to decide at least at this level when, like, the way Deku and SpongeBob kind of act and, and what their level of fandom is, it's like, who do we think is the better fan? Is it the person who is inspired by a real-life hero and wants to embody their message? Or is it the person who just, like, loves the entertainment that they're given and thinks that, like, the things these people create or do are so amazing and just wants to, like, like like spongebob just wants to consume it right right like he just wants to be like a, like a part of it in a way um i don't know i i think i'm honestly i think personally i think deku does a better job with it even though he's in one in in one particular instance i think he's worse he's highly irresponsible at the beginning um but i i think like spongebob is kind of uh a, a little bit of an annoying fan yeah I agree. He is too. He is really annoying. I think. I think Ed Deku's got the edge for me on this. Over Sponge. I, I. That's. That's. I think where I am too. Yeah. Yeah. Deku definitely has the edge. He's not because like the SpongeBob's annoyingness that makes him like a bad fan. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. He like. He like. Like these poor people. Like Merman and Barnacle Boy. They're in retirement. He keeps trying to push them out of retirement, just so he can have something to watch. That's yeah. a toxic fan. Which is fine, I think. Like, if we're just talking about, like, at least for fictional characters and showing fandom, because that is a part of fandom. Yeah. But I think um, I think it kind of, like, that's sort of, like, always been SpongeBob's biggest problem. It's sort of why he lost in our UFC, is that, like, he's, like, too chaotic sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's, he, because uh, he's supposed to be this, like, pure good thing, but he's, like, uh, he he's always causing inadvertent mischief because he doesn't realize like how much of a burden he can be on people. Yeah, exactly. All right. Midoriya showing in. He's going to go on to face Sheldon. Do we want to finish this or go to the next four? No, let's go to the let's go to the next four and then we'll come back and we'll Great. do the two sets each. Um, so the next one is I'll let you introduce this guy. First up, we have someone who went to the land of the dead. And met his idol to be extremely disappointed. We have Miguel from Coco versus he wanted to be the sidekick of his idol. He was rejected and it turned him to become this person that that wanted to prove that he can be a better idol than than his uh, uh, hero was. Right? Which is Syndrome from The Incredibles. Which... This is interesting because Syndrome and Deku are a little bit similar. It's like this imagine if Deku wasn't given a power, right? And then he Oh my god. And then like he just he, let's say he starts to resent heroes and then he he gets brought into the league and the villains give him a power so he could fight the heroes. Like that is a very like that has basically happened with characters of my hero academia. Like there are villains that are like that. Like so I Dude, think Deku could have been in Syndrome. Yeah, Deku absolutely, like under alternative circumstances, could have gone another way. And Miguel 
has another like weird relationship with fandom that we see, which is the whole like don't meet your heroes, right? Like they always say like don't meet your heroes because you're gonna be disappointed. Like you know people are like oh I wish I'd never met that actor because I did and they were a jerk and like now it you know they were my favorite whatever. Yeah. Um, and these are both Pixar characters. They are both Pixar characters. So it's this crazy is, how the bucket works. I like I like these two a lot. Um, personally, like I'm already leaning towards Miguel, and the reason for that is, uh, and I don't know if I don't know if it's actually going to be the winner or anything, but I I like that he portrays a type of fandom that we don't see, and we do see the scorn fan, right. but not all that often. So I guess like actually Syndrome kind of does the same thing too, but I think the way Miguel handles his disappointment in his hero versus the way Syndrome handles his disappointment in his heroes, it makes Syndrome a worse fan. I think Syndrome's a super interesting character. I think you could also argue, as amazing as Miguel is, that Syndrome could also be uh, an equally interesting character. But Oh, I think that would be, in like an actual episode, that would be, I think Syndrome, without debating it, gives I feel like has an edge. Yeah, because I think Miguel's I think Miguel's whole thing is that the, is more about like the story he goes on, but like who Miguel is as a person. I like I don't know if I could see another story of Miguel and it would actually like work. Whereas like you could put Syndrome in another thing and it would still work. Like yeah. Syndrome as the character is just like this interesting dynamic with like just like his heroes became his villains, his motivations became like his like his you know negative drive. Um, yeah, but that's a bad fan. Uh, absolutely. It's a bad fan. I think Miguel is a better fan. You know, if you get scorned by your fandom, then you got to be a good fan. And, <laughs> you know, but Miguel uh, didn't stop playing music, you know, he didn't No. So uh, I personally, I'm thinking syndrome needs to go. I agree. Miguel, I hope you remember me. I hope you remember syndrome when he comes back. I don't know. Uh, Miguel's moving on. We are into our last round before we go into the semifinals and then the finals. All right. So these next two, Matt, first up, he is a negative fan. He's a fan. He's a huge fan. He's a big stan. These are both stands. These aren't fans. These are stands. The thing about them is both are similar syndrome um, sort of uh, antagonists or villains. But different from Syndrome, neither one of them really looked up to, like, these things necessarily in, like, the positive. Like, they're, it, it, it's complicated. So the first guy is Kylo Ren, who is obsessed with his grandfather and Darth Vader and literally believes he had been talking to him. Uh, and so he follows eventually in his footsteps after he's scorned by his other heroes like Luke Skywalker and his family. But unlike Syndrome he continues to follow the path of Darth Vader. Now, just because he's doing a bad thing doesn't actually make that a bad fan. It's just the thing he's a fan of is a bad thing. Yeah. And then when you consider, in the end, Darth Vader decides to save the good people and kill the Emperor, Kylo Ren making the same turn just, like, embodies Darth Vader fandom even more. It's crazy, man. But on the but Darth Vader is going up against a group of fans who would do anything to see their team win. They're they're also in a way a little toxic. Um, we were talking about Team Miguel from Pokemon and Sword and Shield, who are the super fans of the Pokemon trainer, uh, soon to be 
semifinal champion, right or whatever, um, Marnie. And they would do anything to make sure that Marnie wins. They will stop you on your way to a gym to prevent <laughs> you, to try to prevent you uh, from battling Marnie or weaken you so that, like, Marnie can get the edge. So they're, like, imagine going, like, I'm a, I'm a football player, a uh, soccer player, and, like, I'm, I'm about, uh, I'm on the road, and I'm about to go play, uh, you know, Manchester United, and I get stopped by this gang of bikers that just beat the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> they're like you're not gonna stop us you're not gonna stop manchester from winning you know like because they're, Except they're never they're like that losing. strong and they always have the same pokemon which is weird always have the same always have the same so here's here's the thing i think that's interesting about them because they're displaying the other side of fandom we haven't seen they're basically like a twitter horde oh my god yeah like they're this team yell is the hashtag release the snyder cut twitter fandom yeah that that's what they are it's like marnie was never going to be the winner there's no reality in which any version of the justice league movie is like the greatest superhero movie ever made like regardless of their fandom but they don't care they want to be loud and in the way and they want everyone to know how much they care about this thing i think it's 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 worth noting and having had on this list but how far does that get you it doesn't as we've seen like it doesn't get them far at all you know, they they still even like the 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 person like Marnie is like you guys you guys gotta cool it. You know, people don't want that. Yeah, I I think like as far as fandom goes in characters, they are the embodiment of sort of uh, like groupthink. Oh, hundred percent. But then for that reason, I don't think that they get to count as a fan character. It's like yeah, they're more of like a fandom. They're a type of fandom. Uh, and you know what? Even if it's a toxic fandom, like the, they didn't really cause any real problems, and they weren't really, you know, they were just kind of loud and annoying. And they, like they're a Twitter hashtag, you know? That's they're like the living embodiment of a Twitter hashtag. So it's fine, but I don't think they're better than Kylo Ren's obsession with Darth Vader. Kylo Ren like drank the blood of Vader, and is like, <laughs> yes. I mean, like not literally, but like in the way he's like. I have to become him, like, you know, like, lay in his coffin with him and feel how he felt, like. <laughs> He's like, he I'm going to kill Luke Skywalker. I'm going to kill his son. I'll do it. Yeah. He's like, he couldn't, but I'll finish what he started. Like, he's a psycho. Yeah. And you got to appreciate his dedication. Yeah, man. <laughs> I got to give it to him. Um, Yeah. I don't think Team Yell can stand a chance against Kylo. Sorry, Team Yell, but we're going to have to ask you to please be quiet. Hey, we have our final four, everybody, in the ultimate fan, fictional fan. The ultimate fan character. Thank you. I forgot. We're looking for the ultimate fan (laughs) character. And uh, we have four left. Let's get it on, man. Sheldon Cooper versus Deku in the first match. Let's go, Matt. I got to say, once again... Uh, Deku highly irresponsible with his fandom. Yeah, highly yeah. Ir- irresponsible. It is. It is like again. It's a small thing, and it wasn't big enough. I think to to lose out to SpongeBob for because SpongeBob was uh kind of destructive to his the people he was a fan of as well. But right. um, Sheldon's like, I hate to say it. I really hate. We to don't say like this. Sheldon. Let's make that clear. We don't like that. Sh- I do not like that show. I but don't. Shel- but, I agree. But he's often like 
the one thing like maybe they got right on that show is like what it's like to actually be a fan like he gets really disappointed sometimes and gets upset sometimes and like sometimes he'll be like a little over the top but he's never crazy like yeah. he never put his life in danger in the way like Deku put his life and others in danger because of his fandom because of like a warped sense of reality yeah exactly man and like and and Sheldon has an extension like it's not just one thing he's a fan of which it's fine like you could be a big fan of one thing and still compete in this but Sheldon's like a super fan of everything so like imagine like Deku obsession but like with several different properties he knows everything yeah and you know I I would also argue like Deku's obsession with All Might sometimes also gets his in his own way in a similar way that like I know Sheldon has had like problems like he you know these things are just so important to him but um the fact that it's like a real relatable thing it's like it's hard to parse you know Deku's Deku's fandom is so different because All Might's like a real superhero you know it's like well of course of course you'll be that obsessed with him he's literally saving lives He's literally yeah. saved your life. So it's like, it's almost like he owes something to All Might in a way now, too. Yeah. You know? But Sheldon's like older and embittered by the world, but he still loves this nerdy stuff. He does. I think Sheldon's got the edge, unfortunately. <laughs> oh my God. What He's are a we bigger doing? fan. I don't know. I don't know, but it makes sense because only in the ultimate fanboy character, character. <laughs> would he. Do well, okay? It, he was the last person added to the list when Matt and I were coming up with the list, and I was just like, Matt, we've we forgot someone. And I had like I almost had to pitch it to you because just neither look, if you enjoy the show, that's great. You enjoy the show. I personally think there's a lot of really troubling things on that show and the way they depict things. Uh and uh for a subculture of people that often always just feel slighted, it's like cool, let's make fun of more people. It's like but at the same time, you know, there's so much toxicity. They could use a, a couple. Here's a th- I don't like Sheldon or the Big Bang Theory, but he's a better fan than Deku is. Yeah. I think we got to give it to him. So it looks like Sheldon's moving on with a Big Bang. <laughs> it looks Put, like Sheldon Cooper's going to go beyond. Oh, <laughs> dang. That hurt. This one, that one hurt. So oh Sheldon's going to the finals, and he's going to be facing <laughs> off against either Miguel or Kylo Ren. I'm like what rationalizing my choice. I'm like, listen, everybody. <laughs> um, all right, so Matt, this is tough because because I mean, so Kylo, you could argue some of the reasons that Deku just lost is similar. It's like, well, he puts things in danger, but but Kylo is an antagonist. That's who yeah. he is. So his fandom drives his his level of antagonism. But what's incredible is that he's able to continue his fandom for the same person. When he also turns into a protagonist, he's able to keep it going. It, it's like there is no bump in the line. Um, I personally, like right now, I, like just looking at these, I feel almost like Kylo Ren is actually weirdly a better fan than Miguel is. Yeah. Here's the thing about Miguel that I really like. Okay. Talk to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Miguel, big fan of De La Cruz, right? He mm-hmm. idled and worshipped him. He watched his videos and and mimicked what he would say and and to discover that De La Cruz actually murdered 
um, his his uh, gr- a grandpa or great grand great grandpa. Yeah, yeah, great grandpa. Okay, um, it's like he still is able to carry with him the messages that was given to him in those videos. Because even though De La Cruz was corrupt and was stealing work and stuff, the 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 the, the content that he was producing um was still like kind of sound like and and inspirational. And I feel like Miguel is able to. Uh, was able to take that with him but like leave everything else leave like him behind you know what i'm trying to say yeah which i think is really cool because so what i like what i like about that is that is like and i know people will be d- different about it you know art's weird i'm i personally am able to separate art with the person and i understand when people can't do that but I like how in this I, case... I mean, it's just like every in every instance of it, it's different, you know? Yeah, It's exactly. like there's things I can do it for and there's things I can't do it for, <laughs> like, you know? It's, uh, it, 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 it's That is an interesting through line that I hadn't considered. But isn't that essentially also what Kylo Ren does? Because... Mm. So, so, so just consider this. Follow along with me. Like, Kylo Ren clearly has this unwavering passion for his family it's for his grandfather it's for his dad it's for everyone and it's it's that connection to them that has been manipulated into thinking that makes him weak and made him believe that like that's why he won't be as good as like darth vader um that he wants to be as powerful and he wants to succeed where darth vader couldn't um like for him for his legacy to the point where, like, he's willing to lose everything to do that, even when that literally means admitting where he was wrong in the end and, like, also, like, be like, I will lose my life to correct these errors and do the yeah. same thing that he did. So it's it's weird that they both kind of have the same through line um, in I think, a way. But, like, you know, I, I, I kind of i am leaning towards Kylo Ren um, because he does... He, he carries it with him and turns like he literally uses that in his redemption, like you said. And I think that's a huge thing. You know, I think Miguel, like, is he a fan or like, does he like, does it just like, does it, is he admire his grand great grandpa's work or is it, I, you know what I mean? It gets a little muddled in, in that. Yeah. I think, I think maybe part of that is that, um, you know, Miguel didn't know what he was looking for was family. And he had found something to fill a hole in his life through De La Cruz. Mm -hmm. But with Kylo Ren, he already had the family and he was trying to fill that hole in his life with with this like aspiration to meet the expectations of his family being like that of like Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, etc. So like again, like they're basically on like the like these similar pathways. They just come at it in different ways. Um, I guess it just comes down to and I, I mean, I'm honestly like maybe you have a thought on which one we should go with but like what's the more interesting angle at it because they're both they're both pretty unique which is why they're they're you know in in the final three here i i kind of think i'm still leaning through kylo ren man that's what you think i think if they're like kind of the same they're the same coin you know what i mean i think they're they're like kind of in a weird way they're opposite ends they're both kind of you know they're filling different needs and finding an error in their in what their fandom was, but still able to take that fandom and move forward with it, even after they find out like they were going about things the wrong way. I agree. Um, so to me, I, 
I think it gives him the edge. Yeah, I I personally think that that's probably right too. It's tough because I think Miguel's message and story is more pure and it's easier to uh, connect with as a fan. But really, I guess we're just talking about who's the better fan. And Kylo Ren's like, well, you know what? Darth Vader also, like, facing certain death and essentially upending his entire perspective on who should exist in the universe, he is still able to find a way to be a fan of Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader. Yeah, exactly, dude. That's impressive. Super fan. That's a super fan. Um, yeah. So here, you know, here, we, here we're back to the final two. The match everyone's been waiting for. Uh, you know, the classic <laughs> Sheldon Cooper v. Kylo Ren. For the title of the ultimate fanboy character, let's do this. I don't know where to begin because they couldn't be more different now. Yeah. Sheldon is more responsible fan. He and definitely Kylo Ren's more reckless. <laughs> incredibly reckless. And Kylo Kylo has a much more limited uh taste in what he's a fan of. Yeah. It's like what is Ky- what does Kylo Ren like to be a fan of? He likes to destroy things. <laughs> Get mad. Uh, he loves to get mad. Uh, he loves Darth Vader. Yeah. Loves the Force. Kylo Ren loves the Force. You know, Kylo Ren's big fan of Rey. Hates Rey. Big fan but of Rey. Also oh my god. Rey. Right. Yeah. Sheldon is like us. Don't say it. that. I'm gonna slap <laughs> you right now. <laughs> but Matt, he's just like you and me. Oh god. But he's oh not. God. I mean, he's not. But he is. That's the problem. I hear you. It's like everything about Sheldon Cooper and the Big Bang Theory is so extreme and exaggerated. And it's such a mockery of like what is like a more distinct and diverse group of people than the Big Bang Theory will let you think it is. Big Bang Theory would be like, well, it's mostly just boys and that are like like there's some like non-white boys but it's mostly just boys that are like nerdy and awkward and it's like no like you got like all of that stuff wrong but the way that they care about the things that they like that's they got that right with sheldon they really did man they really did he's got collections he's got things he opens and puts out and will use but then he has stuff that like you never touch it you don't take it out of the box because he like um, actually people's like, yeah absolutely yes he does he dresses up for things he waits in line for things but then also he will hate stuff that he loves which every fan does but it's yeah. like you know the, the one thing i'll say is like you know there are times where he has like these level like these moments of like toxicity and like i think like you know he'll get into like online arguments and stuff with people but um that's real yeah that's the thing man like i've gotten into twitter fights <laughs> I I try I, I try not to but oh you know, I don't anymore it, it pulls you in <laughs> yeah sometimes you just sometimes people on the internet are wrong Matt and someone <laughs> needs to let them know someone's gotta hold them accountable someone's gotta tell them but that being said that being said for instance a lot of times people are wrong and one of those instances it's when people say The Rise of Skywalker is a bad movie and Kylo Ren is incredible in that movie in fact I would argue it is the best version of Kylo Ren. It's the best story version of him. I mean, his his fandom is shaken at its core, if you think about it, right? He learns that, guess what? 
you have not been talking to your grandfather. In fact, the person you've been speaking to is the man who tried to kill your grandfather. And what does he do? He doesn't just, like, get mad and, like, hate Darth Vader and hate the Emperor. He's like, no, I'm going to use this to, like, try to do the thing he said he would do, which is, like, overthrow the Emperor and then become the ruler of the universe. Yeah. And then he loses in that battle. And then he's like, oh, wait, Ghost's my dead dad. Uh, It's really hard to admit I was wrong. But you're telling me I, I should, so I'm going to try. And that's right, Anakin was a Jedi first, and he did try to kill the Emperor, so I'm just going to do that. And then he does it, and that's pretty cool. But does that make him a good fan? To me, it doesn't, man. I mean, it, it does, but it doesn't like, make him the best fan. It doesn't make him the ultimate fan. I don't, dude, I don't feel that. It's a little creepy the lengths he goes to. Like, you know, I mean, he he literally is that person that's like, if I'm, if I'm here, I'm listening to, like, Justin Timberlake's 2020, I'm like... I want to be you, Justin. I'm going to take your skin and be inside of you. And Oh, God. I'm going to be you, Justin. This just got weird. <laughs> That's what it's kind of like to me. That's what it kind of feels like. He, like, has the skull of Darth Vader. You <laughs> skull. know what I mean? Like, it's, a, it's a mask. It's, no, it's not a skull. It's just the, it's just the front of the mask. <laughs> there's, just, there's no bone. I always thought it was, uh, like, bone inside. I, don't, I thought it I was think his it's, head. I think it's just the mask. I don't think he's got the body. I, I could be, be wrong. surprised though. Like he's a crazy fan, dude. He'd be like, I, I went and I took my my grandpa's head off of, from his grave uh, um, somehow, even though they burned him. I mean, know? either way, the imagery of it is very you know Shakespearean with him holding the head, the mask, and speaking to it. Oh, man, that is a crazed fan though. But that's that's an obsessed fan. Yeah. And are we going to give it to an obsessed murderous fan before we give someone from the Big Bang Theory a trophy? <laughs> That's the question we have to ask ourselves. I don't know, Matt. Are you prepared to give Sheldon Cooper a win here today? I think this is the only time oh that he could ever potentially actually win something. <gasps> Whoa. It makes sense. Matt, I'm not going to do it, but I'll, I will follow your... I have seen... Kylo Ren be hurt by too many voices this year. Uh, you need to do this. I just don't have... I, I I know what I have to do, Matt, but I don't have the strength to do it. Well, let me force your hand. <laughs> Looks like Kylo Ren has been defeated, and Sheldon Cooper is our winner. Bazinga! Oh, oh God, no. that was so gross. I'm oh, sorry. no. I'm sorry. It was the only time I could ever do. I don't even know what that means. I don't even know what that means. I saw that scene. I was curious. And I'm like, I don't get it. I have seen too much of that show. I know what that means. And I'll tell it's you like what it I means. It's like I gotcha. It's like I gotcha, right? Yeah. What it means is it means Emily's going to be like, I can't believe you did this bonus episode without me. And that's someone from the Big Bang Theory. Maybe she loves the Big Bang Theory. Maybe we're just wrong. Maybe, Maybe we're, we're all just wrong. Yeah. And Sheldon Cooper is just, he's just like us, Matt. Just like us. Um, they wear coat, big old coats in Southern California. Oh, man. All right. They're bothering you. You know what, though? Like, I totally get them wearing the coats at, like, their work because, you know, at, like, an engineering place like that, you need, like, it's usually cold because you got to keep the servers and the computers yeah. cold. Yeah, yeah, But, like, they always wear it casually around Pasadena. I'm like, it's not yeah, that cold, Pasadena dude. is hot. Yeah, they always confuse me. Hot. Um. So... 
and here's the deal for all of our listeners out there. This, uh, it won't necessarily be every division, but to make sure that we don't fall behind, that we can stay ahead of schedule or possibly schedule guests. Every now and then, we are going to take a bonus episode like this between a division and the division final episode. Also gives us a minute to breathe because in the past, sometimes we've done an episode and then immediately had to follow it up with a division final, and it was like oh, we didn't have enough time to think about other characters, and we're just, like, going in from one to the other. So we hope you enjoyed this bonus. There may or may not be another one between the next division, but this won't be the last bonus during the season. That being said, I hope everyone really enjoyed it and looks forward to the Division One final next week. Yeah, and in the meantime, remember to all hail the ultimate fictional fanboy character, Sheldon Cooper. <laughs> You only had 45 minutes to get it right, but you almost got there, Pat. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and always be sure to check out Matt on Hit Points and at the Matt Acevedo. I am at Christian underscore Humes. They also have Mass Effect Adventum. It's another mm-hmm. podcast Matt is on as well. Uh, and I am on the Unranked Podcast and Watch World. Thank you again so much for listening. All of our details are in the show notes. We'll see you next time. Stay on the hunts, fanboys. Oh, no. Bazinga. <laughs> <laughs>